Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Rambam by Avram Goldhar, and today we're Mazachis Yavamas Daf Kuf Yadod, the fourteenth parak Cher Shanasa. So the three daps we're going to focus on. Number one, Rav Yitzchak Bar Bisna once lost his keys to the base of Midrash and Rishus Rabim on Shabbos. He came before Rabbi Padas, who told them, "Go bring some young boys and girls to that place and let them play there. For if they find the keys, they'll bring them back on their own." The Gemara concludes that Rabbi Padas holds Katan Ochel Nevelos aim based in Mitzudin Harfisho that if a cotton is found eating nevela meat or any other derisa iser, based then is not chayiv to separate him from that activity. If based were chayiv, then Rabbi Padas would not permit the children who found the keys to carry them daladamus in Rishus Rabim. The Gemara brings an extended analysis whether based in or an adult is chayiv to stop a cotton from doing an iser and ultimately does not resolve the question. Point number two, the Gemara attempts to refute Rabbi Padas and prove that Basin is chayiv to stop a cotton from sinning. Based on the mission in Shabbos, Daf Kufchaf Aleph Ahmed Aleph, that states, in the case of an idolater who comes to extinguish a fire in a Jew's house on Shabbos, the Jews must not say to him, extinguish it, but they do not need to say, do not extinguish it. Because his resting is not the Jew's responsibility. But if a Jewish child comes to extinguish the fire, we say to him, do not extinguish it. For the responsibility for his resting is on them. This implies that an adult must stop a cotton from sinning. Yochanan answered, Ba'osa al-Das Avi. The Mishnah is addressing a case where the cousin understands his father's wishes and is acting on his behalf. Rush explains that the child looks at his father who is standing by him and sees that his father wants him to do it. In the case of the lost keys, Rav Yitzhak Barbisna never told the children about the lost keys and never indicated he would want their return. When the Gemara objects and asks that in a case where an idolater was acting in concert with the Jews' thinking and putting out the fire, is it permitted for him to still put out the fire? It answers, Obed Kolchavim adaita de Avi. An idolater always acts according to his own thinking. Rush explains that even if the Jew is not aware of the fire, the idolater will put it out knowing that he will receive a reward for doing so. Point number three, the opening mission of the 15th parak states, Aisha Shalhokahi, if a woman went overseas with her husband, if there was peace between him and her, and there was peace in the world, and she said, my husband died, she's believed and may marry. Similarly, if her husband had a brother but no children, and she said her husband died, she's believed and may be taken in Yibum. Now, if there was peace between them and war in the world, or fighting between them and peace in the world, she is not believed. Rava said, what is the reason she's not believed regarding her husband's death during wartime? For it might be that she says he's dead when it seems to her that way, even though she did not see him dead. She'll rationalize and say, is it reasonable in light of all those who are killed that he escaped? And if you were to suggest that since there's peace between them, then she would not testify until she saw him dead, there is still a concern that she will have seen him wounded by an arrow or a spear, and she assumes that he must have died when there are times he can get medical care and survive. So once again, the three points are number one. Rav Yitzhak Barbisna once lost his keys to the base Midrash in a Rishus of Rabbi on Shabbos. He came before Rabbi Padas, who told them, go bring some young boys and girls to that place and let them play there, for if they find the keys, they'll bring them back on their own. The Gemara concludes that Rabbi Padas holds katan ochel nevelos aim based in mitzudin harfisho that if a katan is found eating nevela meat or any other derisa iser, based then is not chayiv to separate him from that activity. If based in rechayiv, then Rabbi Padas would not permit the children who found the keys to carry them daladamus in rishus rabim. The Gemara brings an extended analysis whether based in or an adult is chayiv to stop a katan from doing an iser and ultimately does not resolve the question. 
Point number two, the Gemara attempts to refute Rabbi Padas and prove that Basin is high to stop a cotton from sinning. Based on the mission in Shabbos, the Kufchaf Alf Ahmed Alf that states, in the case of an idolater who comes to extinguish a fire in a Jew's house on Shabbos, the Jews must not say to him, extinguish it, but they do not need to say, do not extinguish it. Because his resting is not the Jew's responsibility. But if a Jewish child comes to extinguish the fire, we say to him, do not extinguish it. For the responsibility for his resting is on them. This implies that an adult must stop a cotton from sinning. Yochanan answered, The mission is addressing a case where the cousin understands his father's wishes and is acting on his behalf. Rush explains that the child looks at his father who is standing by him and sees that his father wants him to do it. In the case of the lost keys, Rabbi Yitzhak Barbisna never told the children about the lost keys and never indicated he would want their return. When the girl objects and asks that in a case where an idolater was acting in concert with the Jews thinking and putting out the fire, is it permitted for him to still put out the fire? It answers, an idolater always acts according to his own thinking. Rush explains that even if the Jew is not aware of the fire, the idolater will put it out knowing that he will receive a reward for doing so. Point number three, the opening mission of the 15th parak states, If a woman went overseas with her husband, if there was peace between him and her and there was peace in the world, and she said, My husband died, she's believed and may marry. Similarly, if her husband had a brother but no children, and she said her husband died. Tis yabim, she's believed, and may be taken in Yibum. Now, if there was peace between them and war in the world, or fighting between them and peace in the world, she is not believed. Rava said, what is the reason she's not believed regarding her husband's death during wartime? For it might be that she says he's dead when it seems to her that way, even though she did not see him dead. She'll rationalize and say, is it reasonable in light of all those who are killed that he escaped? And if you were to suggest that since there's peace between them, then she would not testify until she saw him dead, there is still a concern that she will have seen him wounded by an arrow or a spear, and she assumes that he must have died when there are times he can get medical care and survive. All right, so now we get to our Simmerduff Kofiudalit, and her standard simmon is a kiddie amusement park, but in this case it'll just be a kiddie park. So here goes. The rabbi who lost his keys on Shabbos and took his children to the kiddie park by way of Rishuza Rabin told his son not to extinguish the fire that broke out on the swing set and assured his daughter that the boy pretending to be shot by an arrow isn't necessarily dead. Once again, it's emotion. The rabbi lost his keys on Shabbos and took his children to the kiddie park. Kiddie park? That must be more duff. Kufya Dalad. The rabbi lost his keys on Shabbos and took his children to the kiddie park by way of Rishus Rabim, which reminds us Rav Yitzhak Barbisna once lost his keys to the base Midrash in Rishus Rabim on Shabbos. He came before Rabbi Vitas, who told him, go bring some young boys and girls to that place and let them play there, for if they find the keys, they'll bring them back on their own. The Gemara concludes, Rabbi Vitas holds, cotton ochel nevelos, aim based in the tzuvim la'afrisho, that if a cotton is found eating nevela meat or any other derisive insert, basin is not chayev to separate him from that activity. If Basin were chayv, then Rabbi Padas would not permit the children who found the keys to carry them daladamos in Rishus Arabim. So the rabbi lost his keys on Shabbos and took his children to the kiddie park by way of Rishus Arabim, told his son not to extinguish the fire that broke out on the swing set, which reminds us, one must tell a Jewish child that he cannot extinguish a fire on Shabbos since Shvizaso Alem, his resting is the adult's responsibility, and the child would do it, al-das avi, based on the understanding of what his father wishes. Whereas one does not have to tell an idolater to not extinguish a fire, since his Shvizas 
not the Jews' responsibility. And even if the idolater did it because he thought that's what the Jews wanted, it's still not a problem because Ovid Kochadim died to the Nafshi of it. And the idolater always acts according to his own thinking. And Rashi explains that even if the Jew is not aware of the fire, the idolater will put it out knowing that he will receive a reward for doing so. So the rabbi who lost his keys on Shabbos and took his children to the kiddie park by way of Rejus Rabim told his son not to extinguish the fire that broke out on the swing set and assured his daughter that the boy pretending to be shot by an arrow isn't necessarily dead. Which reminds us, in the case of where a man and woman went overseas, when there was peace between them but war in the world, the woman is not believed to say that her husband died. And if you were to suggest that since there is peace between them, then she would not testify until she saw him dead, there's still a concern that she'll have seen him wounded by an arrow or a spear, and she assumes that he must have died when there are times when he can get medical care and still survive. So once again, the rabbi lost his keys on Shabbos and took his children to the kiddie park by way of Rishus Rabin, told his son to not extinguish the fire that broke out on the swing set, and assured his daughter that the boy pretending to be shot by an arrow isn't necessarily dead. All right, now it's time for four blah blah chazara. Daf Kuf Yud. So the Simon Daf Kuf Yud is a gold key ceremony. So here goes. The Mary Katana, who was awarded a gold key, gold key. That must be more Daf Kuf Yud. The married Katana, who has awarded a gold key when she reached adulthood, and now had a derisive-level marriage, which reminds us, Rob holds that a Katana that was married must have relations after she reaches adulthood in order for marriage to be considered a derisive marriage. The Gemara clarifies in Malchokas, where a Katana did not do me and became an adult, but Amda Venises, and she then went and married another man without having received a get from her first husband. And Rob said, get She does not need a get from the second husband because the condition never took effect. And Shmuel said she does. The case is where the first husband did have relations with her after she became an adult, and that is why Rav says she does not need a get from the second man. The reason Shmuel holds that she does require a get is because he holds Kohaboa does Kedushan Harishonihu Boel. Anyone who has relations does so on the basis of the original condition. Since the original condition is only considered a Durabana level marriage, the second marriage takes effect on a Durabana level and she requires a get from him. So, the American Katana, who was awarded a gold key when she reached adulthood and now had a Durabana level marriage, gave it in sympathy to two deaf mute women married to the same man who died and they could not do Chalitza, which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, if one was married to two orphan female minors and he died, relations or chalitza with one of the wives exempts her sar, and similarly if he was married to two female deaf mutes. The Gemara says that this implies that a chareshes is fit for chalitza, and a Mishnah clearly taught that a chalitza with a chareshes is invalid. Rav Gittel said in the name of Rav Abiyah, the comparison the Mishnah was referring to having relations, not chalitza. Rabba said you can even say it's referring to Chalitza, but the Gemara successfully refutes his position. So, the married Katana, who was awarded a gold key when she reached adulthood and now had a derisive level marriage, gave it in sympathy to two deaf mute women married to the same man who died, and they could not do Chalitza, instead of choosing between a Katana and a Choreshes because she had no idea who was more preferable. Which reminds us, Ravada Barava and his son-in-law Rav Khan were discussing the Mishnah's case of one married to a katana of where the din is, the bee of the yavim with one of them does not exempt her tsara. They said this ruling applies only where the yavim was a bikeach, mentally competent, and we do not know who's more preferable to him. Is a katana more desirable for one day she will reach, Claudea, the category of having das, or is a Choresh more desirable since she's an adult and a basbia, fit, for having relations? But if the husband was a Choresh, certainly the Choresh was more desirable to him because she was a basbia and also similar to him. Rav Nachman told him that even in this case the Tana is in doubt and therefore doing Yibam with one of them will not exempt her Tzara. Daf Kuf Yudalf. So the Simon Daf Kuf Yudalf is a kayak. So here goes. 
The Yavam who left his divorce, Haresh's Yavama, on the shore. Well, he took the Katana Yavama he was waiting to do Chalitza with on a kayaking trip. Kayak? That must be one duff. Kufiyad Aleph. The Yavam who left his divorce, Haresh's Yavama, on the shore. Well, he took the Katana Yavama he was waiting to do Chalitza with on a kayaking trip, which reminds us the Mishan Duff Kuf Yud Amadov stated that if one was married to a Katana and a Hareshes, then Ambias Achaz Mehem relations with one of them does not release her Tsar. The Gemara asks, what's their Takana? Meaning, how can they be released from their Zikas so they can marry other men? Rav Chisa said in the name of Rav, Konas Hareshes of Mosiah Beget, the Katana Tamtin Ashitagdil Takos. The Avam should marry the Hareshes and then divorce her with a Get. And the katana should wait until she reaches adulthood and then perform chalitza. Rashi explains that he must divorce the chareshes because the chalitza of the minor makes him forbidden to the chareshes. Rav Chisda said you can infer from this that Rav holds under rabbinic law chareshes kanuya umishiyoreres katana kanuya ve'ena kanuya. A chareshes is the one who is partially acquired and partially left unacquired, and the katana is the one where there's a suffolk whether she's acquired or not. So the Yavama left his divorce chareshes Yavama on the shore. Well, he took the katana Yavama he was waiting to do chalitza with. On a kayaking trip, was joined by a small kayak with a Yavam Katan and a Yavama Katana. Which reminds us, the second mission on the Duff states, Yavam Katan Shabal Yavama Katana, Yigadu Zem Zeh. If a minor Yavam had relations with a minor Yavama, we wait until they grow up together until they reach adulthood. Rush explains, there's nothing that can be done since get cotton ain't no get. The get of a cotton is not a get. In the meantime, they are permitted to live together. So the Yavam who left his divorce, Haresh's Yavama on the shore. Well, I took the Yavama Katana he was waiting to do Chalitza with on a kayaking trip, was joined by a small kayak with the Yavam Katan and the Yavama Katana, and a bigger one with an adult Yavama taking her Yavam Katan out for the day, which reminds us. The mission continues, If the minor Yavam who's above nine years old had relations with an adult Yavama, we wait until she raises him until he reaches adulthood. The more questions how the minor Yavam may have relations with the Yavama, but the Pasuk states, to establish a name for his brother, and he's not fit for this. Abaya answered, the Pasuk states, Yavama Yavo Aleha, her Yavam shall come upon her, which implies, Koldu, whatever his age is. Rav explains why the Pasuk is not needed to teach this. Daf Kuf Yud Beis, so the similar Daf Kuf Yud Beis is a Rubik's Cube. So here goes. The woman who puts stickers on a Rubik's Cube, Rubik's Cube, that must mean we're on Daf Kuf Yud Beis. The woman who put stickers on a Rubik's Cube, of all the men she was prohibiting herself to, but did not think to include a sticker of her Yavam, which reminds us, the question was asked, If a married woman said, I'm removed from all Jews, meaning she made a netter not to have benefit from relations with any men, what's the luck regarding the Yavam? Did she consider at the time she made the netter that her husband might die childless, and she'll fall to the Yavam Yibum? If so, then the Yavam is certainly prohibited to her. Or did she not consider the possibility, in which case he would be permitted to her? Rush explains why she may have not considered the possibility. Rav said, Yavam The Yavam is not like the husband, as the netter did not apply to him, and if the husband dies childless, he may do Yibum with her. Shmuel said, Yavam The Yavam is like the husband, and just as a husband is forbidden to her, so is he, because the netter includes him. Abai brings the support for Rav's position. So the woman who put stickers on a Rubik's Cube of all the men she was prohibiting herself to, but did not think to include a sticker of her Yavam, and ended up getting divorced against her will after she became a Chareshes, which reminds us, Rabbi Yochum and Nuri said to the Rabbanim, why may a woman who became a Chareshes be divorced, but a man who became a Chareshes may not divorce? They answered, A man who divorces is not comparable to a woman being divorced. 
For the woman can be divorced with her consent and without it, while the man may only divorce with his consent. Since a man who is mentally incompetent, such as a Heresh or a Shota, cannot express consent, they may not divorce a woman. So the woman who put stickers on a Rubik's Cube of all the men she was prohibiting herself to, but did not think to include a sticker of her Yavam, and ended up getting divorced against her will after she became a Hereshes, got married again unlike the Shota she knew who could never get married at all. Which reminds us, Rami Barchama said, what's the difference between a cherish and a Kharesha that the Rabban instituted, a category of marriage and a Shota and a Shota that the Rabban did not? The Gemara answer is that in the case of the Kharesh Vakharashas, where the rabbinic institution of marriage can endure, they establish Nasun. Rashi explains that deaf mutes can get along with other people and serve them with their spouses. In the case of the Shota Vashota, where rabbinic institution of marriage cannot endure, for in Adam Dar in Achas, for a man cannot live with a snake inside one basket, they did not institute it. Rashi explains that it's not in the nature of insane people to coexist with others peaceably, and the marriage will ultimately fail. Alright, so that completes today's shear. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zikhu wishing you a great day. And great learning. Daf Kuf Yud Gimel. So the similar Daf Kuf Yud Gimel is a geek. So here goes. The computer geek who was enthusiastically writing the Katana versus Hareshes marriage software program to automatically remind husbands that the Hareshes is the one who cannot receive Truma the Rabbanan, Nora Kasuba, was constantly being interrupted by his Shota wife. He could not divorce because Rabbanan did not permit him. Once again, it's a motion. The computer geek, geek, that must be more in Duff, Kuf Yud Gimel. The computer geek who was enthusiastically writing the Katana versus Hareshes marriage software program to automatically remind husbands that the Hareshes is the one who cannot receive Truma Durabanan, which reminds us, the Gemara asks, what's the difference between a Katana who eats Durabanan Truma and a Hareshes who does not eat Durabanan Truma? After the first reason is rejected, the Gemara explains that the real reason a Hareshes may not eat Truma is a decree less a deaf mute Cohen feed the rice of Truma to his competent wife. Since she's competent and responsible for her actions and only married on a rebundant level to the Cohen, she would be Chayv Misa. So the computer geek who was enthusiastically writing the Katana versus Hareshes marriage software program to automatically remind husbands that the Hareshes is the one who cannot receive Truma the Rabbanan, Nora Kasuba, which reminds us, the Gemara asks, what is the difference between the Katana who has the right to a Ksuba and a Hareshes that does not have the right to a Ksuba? And the answer is that if a Hareshes received a Ksuba, men would be dissuaded and not marry her in the first place. Rashi explains that men will not be dissuaded from marrying a Katana since she will eventually become competent. The Gemara said, if this is so, regarding the marriage of a competent woman and a Hareshes, we talking like Suba. Let the Rabban institute a Suba for her. For if the competent women do not get one, they would be dissuaded and not marry deaf mute men. The Gemara answers that it's not necessary since Yosem Ish Rotsalisa Isha Rotsalinase. More than a man desires to get married, a woman desires to get married. So the computer geek who was enthusiastically writing the Katana versus Hareshes marriage software program to automatically remind husbands that the Hareshes is the one who cannot receive Truma de Rabbanan, Nora Kasuba, was constantly being interrupted by his Shota wife he could not divorce because the Rabbanan did not permit him. Which reminds us, the Mishnah Daf Kuf Yud Amabe stated that if a man married a woman who subsequently became a Shota, insane, he may not divorce her. Yitzhak said, Under the Raisa law, a Shota can be divorced just like a Pikachas can be divorced against her will. What's the reason the Rabbanan said she cannot be divorced? So that people will not treat her in a Hefker way after the divorce. The Gemara clarifies that Rabbi Yitzhak's teaching refers to one who can safeguard her get so she can be derisive divorce but cannot safeguard herself from being treated in a Hefker way.
All right, so that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.